Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk with you about the importance of research. You know that I have your four steps. You research, you connect, you contact, and then you have the courage. So I've been going through the research, connect, and contact phase over the course of the past week. And I want to give a shout out to my friend Pooja because she's my writing friend who really, you know, answers my questions and and we go back and forth and we met this week and it was really nice to see her even though it was for a short amount of time. Um, And thank you, Pooja, for the books and for the papers and the resources and, you know, I just can't tell you guys enough how invaluable it is to have writing community friends around you that are Christian friends that first are praying for you and then they have your best interest at heart and then they don't mind it when you start texting them going, hey, so tell me about this one. Wait, did I, did I already ask you this? But <laughs> tell me about this. <laughs> so here's what's going on, okay? Y'all know that in the research phase, I will watch YouTube videos while I'm going about my day. I'll just play a YouTube video and have it up and going and then I'll check emails and I'll do what, you know, what needs to be done. I'll be working on a project and I'll have some YouTube in the background. You know, instead of listening to music, I'm listening to people talk about the author world. So I can learn and multitask. And sometimes I'll hear something, then I'll stop the video and I'll write down a key point and then I'll hit play and I'll keep going about on my way. Um, so I do watch YouTube. I also try my best to go online and just type in different searches and see what other authors are saying. I'm looking at the actual websites of these platforms, um, reading their articles. Because like, for example, Readsy has tons of articles on there um, that you can get bunches of information for indie authors. But then if you actually go to the websites like Ingram Spark, they have their own like blog. Um, if you go to Draft to Digital, they have their own resources. And so, yes, I understand that they're going to be, you know, hey, buy me, use me. That's a bias. I mean, that's a part of their marketing. However, you've got to learn the platforms. What better way to go and read, you know, directly from the source 
and then try out their customer service prior to. So that's what, you know, I'm going to be doing um, today. I'm going to try out the customer service because there's a question that I have that has not been answered yet. And I want to make sure that um, I get that answer. And I'm going to talk to you about what's going on. So you guys know that I've pretty much, um, I got my goals. I'm close to the end of the Hartwell Chronicles. My goal setting date was June 1st to have all of my rounds of edits done. I have seven chapters left, y'all. I am so happy. Now, this is the seven chapters left of my third round of edits. That doesn't mean that I'm done, that I'm finished. My editing is going to still take additional rounds before June 1st, but this one is the huge overhaul. Like, this one's for the style. The This is the line edit, okay? This is what the developmental edit has already been done. Now I'm in the line edit, and I consider this one to be the more painstakingly challenging piece. Um, so... I'm doing that, and then I'm also doing techniques along the way where I'm pulling out and only reading the dialogue in a chapter, and I'm reading it out loud. Um, you know, I'm trying all of these new things that I've never done before. I talked to my son, and I was, I was telling him last night, I'm like, baby, I've got seven more chapters in round three. And he was like, good, mama. I'm so glad. And I'm like, yeah, I've never taken the care um, over this work like I have done with the Hartwell Chronicles. And it's because, you know, you live and you learn. You, you move and you grow. That's why I know that when I go back in and I rebrand all of my devotionals, the content's not going to change. The Bible verses, the, the outline, none of that. But I'm sure that I'm going to need to clean up, clean up everybody everywhere kind of song as I'm going through those and so I'm really looking forward to that because then that means that when I come back with those um, they're even going to be better let's say um, and more visually appealing instead of just the way it looked like somebody had Xeroxed it um, at work and put it together because that's honestly it just looks like somebody Xerox copied it. It does not look as professional as I would ever want to to put out there. Um, but the content is there. Does that make sense? I'm proud of the content. But it just doesn't... Mm, the content is worth it. You know what I'm trying to say here? But I'm not pleased with the print. I'm not pleased with my formatting. So... Even when I use Kindle Create, I'm still, even though I was happier with that than just going through Word and, and what I did on Word, which is very minimal, um, I'm like, okay, I've got to do better for that, too. I've got to. I've got to learn. So, my friend, she gave me resources, and we were talking. We're still talking about buying the ISBN numbers and what do we do with this and that and the other. Well, then I learned about draft to digital D2D. So I'm like, great, there's something else I've got to learn. And now I've got to compare 
Ingram Spark with Draft to Digital, and what can I learn from both of these platforms? So, I found an article, and I actually shared it with her last night. I sent it to her, and I'm like, can you read this and tell me what you think of it? Because I'm also going to email draft to digital today because she said they have excellent customer service that she has used them before. Um, and you get a referral number. So if other people use your referral link, you um, can get like a commission off of that. So I told her if I did it, I wanted her link and um, I would help her out. But it's for ebooks, okay? And so I'm thinking, well, I could go that route because they have overdrive. As soon as I saw the video and the button overdrive was picked up, my heart sank because that means that the overdrive system would put it into libraries, okay? That they could be distributed through overdrive. So I like that. That was like my number one, oh my goodness. And I texted her and I'm like, did you know they have the overdrive button? But they also have Barnes and Noble, um, Apple, Kindle, and Google. They're like, if you put it on Apple, you can't um, have it on Kindle. Like there's some disclaimers there. I've got to learn all of that. But when I saw overdrive, I was like, oh, I love it. Then I was thinking, does it automatically go to Overdrive, or do we still have to individually request libraries to accept it into the Overdrive system? So that's what my question is going to be. And because I work with librarians on a daily basis, because I am blessed in that way, I'm definitely going to ask my librarians first, and I'm going to hear what they say about the process, because I work with public librarians, and then I'm going to message the um, direct the D2D people draft to digital and I'm gonna ask them um, also about what I read in the article so I've got like a little a little question um, card let's say well it's in my brain right now but it's gonna get on a card um, then I want to ask them because the article that I read yesterday and I can put the link in my description and you guys can read it as a part of your research for draft to digital and you can tell me what you think. Um, it was talking about, you don't need to buy an ISBN for a digital print, a digital copy book, a version for digital, because when you send it to Barnes and Noble, Barnes and Noble is gonna give it its own identifier code. And it says that when you put it on Kindle, of course, you can use their ISBN number. Um, when you get the EPUB version, you don't need your ISBN number attached to that. So this whole time I was thinking about ISBN numbers, I was thinking, okay, well, yeah, I need a different ISBN number for paperback, hardback, audio, and the digital copy. So I was like, okay, I'm going to need four ISBNs per book. And so I started calculating this. So I was like, well, I'm going to do eight books just in the Hartwell Chronicles. And that was going to be 32 ISBN numbers just for this series. And I was like, well, I can't just get the 10. You know, I can't just, I'm definitely not getting a one from Bowker. Like, no way. I'm most people have told me they go with the 10 and they gain some revenue and they move forward. Well, I was thinking long-term 
and saying, well, if it's, you know, if it's $6 an ISBN number over time, you know, I'm going to really save and I just go ahead and buy the whole 100. But if I don't need to have the ISBN number for the digital copies, then that saves me. That means that I can only get, so I can get the steel, I'm still going to get the 100 because my author career, um, I'm in this for the longevity of this piece and I can help other authors out too. Once I'm, you know, I'm not just researching this for me. I'm researching this for you guys for the podcast and my YouTube channel, but I'm also researching it to advance my author business. So if I get ISBN numbers, um, trust me, Monarch Author Services, um, it's not going to go to waste. Let's just put it that way. And I've got plenty of books in my mind where that came from. <laughs> I already have 10 written, which means all I have to do is take those 10 and run through all of my new editing tricks. And I will have um, a lot of books in the future that need these ISBN numbers but the point is I don't want to waste them you know I don't want to just take an ISBN number slap it on an ebook and it really wasn't necessary if Barnes & Noble is going to give its own unique identifier code to it anyway so with me saying that I am really going to research what would it be like to get on and use their free formatting tool because draft to digital has a format tool i want to see if i can add my images in there um, they give you previews you can download um, it's all free so that means that would save me the adobe suite now guys i know you're gonna say jennifer you're a cheap sick game no i'm not jennifer is a woman on a budget and I really have to budget my life out. Um, teachers don't get paid in the summertime. So I'm really used to taking my 10-month salary. And I, I make it stretch two extra months when I'm not going to be getting in um, that salary that my family depends on. And so I'm used to the, the strict budgeting. And I'm always looking for ways that I can save money. So... If this is going to help me and save me money, one, I'm not wasting ISBN numbers when I don't need to on ebook versions. And two, I might be able to pull off a classy looking um, print book using Draft to Digital's formatting tools. Now, I do have a lot to learn about formatting, and, and it's in my mind, guys, I'm telling you. I've got so many things in my mind because I just know they're coming. So I am multitasking by learning. Um, I try just to play around with the Readsy free template. Um, so I tried that one. There is another author that they they sent me one, and they're like, "This is the one that I use um, for formatting." So I still want to try some things out. I've got a list of some free formatting tools and I'm seeing their products that they're you know that it will produce that's the that's the important thing but yesterday on a YouTube video that's why you should watch YouTube as well because you can actually 
kind of get the tutorials that can show you the tricks and it'll save you time from just fumbling through programs. Um, so yesterday on a video, I watched a lady, she did a draft to digital formatting style guide for me where it showed all of the different options. Like you could do romance, you could do thriller, you could have, um, it does all the embellishments for you. And I'm like, well, I've, you know, I do want very particular things in my book. So can I do that? Can I add the images that I want? So I've got questions about that. Um, cause if I can, if it takes me 30 minutes, cause it only took her about 15 minutes to upload. This is seriously how long the video was like 15 minutes to upload her manuscript and format it with draft to digital and then hit the download button and have her copy that then she could use to put it on a print on demand source and you get to to see the versions i'm like okay yeah okay that's that makes perfect sense now i might try it and just compare um because it didn't take me long at all to use the kindle create um once i figured it out and I did like it better than Word. And then some people, they're like, you can use Publisher. I have Publisher to format. Um, so I'll, I'm gonna check, I'm gonna check Publisher. Um, I'm gonna look at some videos for that. And I'm gonna see if I can take away the Adobe InDesign, even though I wanna learn it, because I know that that's what some of the um, professionals are using when they're doing this formatting and style for people. But, when I'm looking at drafted digital, I'm thinking, okay, I can get on there on draft to digital. I can put up my ebook, okay? Use their ISBN number. Because if I go to Ingram Spark for the ebook, they are not going to automatically assign me one. I'm going to have to put my own in there then it's gonna to go to the same, pretty much the same places. I'm gonna compare the distribution. And so this is where the research has to come back in. So I'm gonna look at the list of distrib distribution sites that Ingram's eBooks go to automatically with their platform. Then I'm gonna compare that with draft to digital So there's your research for today. Which one is gonna give you wider distribution? Because that's what we're looking for. We're looking to gain readers and we wanna see that wider distribution span. So how do you narrow these platforms down? How do you determine? Well, you've got to specifically research and look for key features um, that will set one apart from the other. So that's the one thing we've got to find out. So today, I'm on a mission to learn, you know, how many distribution sites do each one of these support? Because if draft to digital is in comparison to Ingram on eBooks, then I'm gonna upload my eBook on draft to digital use their ISBN number, then I'm gonna use their formatting tool and I'm gonna try it, and if I'm pleased with it, and I'm pleased with what I can do with it, if I can learn it, I'm not gonna get InDesign, and then I'm going to take that copy, and then I'm gonna put it to Ingram Spark, I'm going to use my ISBN number that's going to be out of my collection of 100 for the print version. Okay? 
and I'm gonna do the print on demand from Ingram Spark because I have looked at their work and I am extremely impressed with what I see from Ingram Spark. So I feel, I will say 90%, I don't wanna say 100% until I get a copy, a proof copy in my hand, but I am very um, excited about using the Ingram Spark for my printed books in comparison than me going KDP and using the Amazon print-on-demand services. I already have my four devotionals with Amazon. So it's time for me to try something new and then compare them. Now, I know one of my um, subscribed channels that I really like to watch. I really like this young author named Mandy Lynn. She really explains a lot. Um, about indie publishing and what she went through and I really like her channel and she actually did like a comparison I used that to see well this is what it looked like from Ingram Spark this is what it looked like from um, Kindle and then she actually used another one um, but I saw how expensive the other one was that she was using just to do a comparison and I was like no I'm not, I can't do that one um, <laughs> I put it on my list to research and then when I saw how much it cost to upload and things like that I was like nope that one is off my list um but I just I like to see the books I like to see the inside the reveals and there are quite a few authors that are doing this they're comparing so they know and I'm getting to see that through their life journey which thank you authors out there who are sharing your stories because you're helping authors like me make more informed decisions based on evidence not just what one website says like I actually like to be able to hear you say the author say well I tried this service the customer service is wonderful you know I heard great things about draft the digital yesterday from my friend so then we laughed about it we were like and you've got to you got to say man you can't let this stuff overwhelm you you got to say well I can research this I can figure it out let's try this together and guys this is one book if I don't get it right this time you know what I've got book two coming out very soon after in fact I carry around a note card in my car and I know you guys say, gosh, Jennifer, you got a tacky car. Well, I do. Um, I got note cards in here. But I've got a note card that I carry around with me that has my timeline on it. And December the 13th is the next installment of the Hartwell Chronicles. So I want to just share this with you now because I try my best to have an optimistic attitude. If I do decide to only use the one ISB number with this and do the paperback, with the Hartwell Chronicles paperback. I do want to go for audio this time. I want to try it out. I want to try audio. Um, so I'm need an ISBN for that one. I'm going to use two ISBNs. I'm not going to get um, the hardback and I'm not going I'm not going for the ebook ISBN on the first one. And I'm going to try both of these sites. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to learn more about formatting. 
And by December, I will have not only the Hartwell Chronicles book one, you know, to say, okay, what's, you know, what's my next steps here? But I'll also have a way to, you know, reasonably talk through my issues or whatever problems or questions I may have because I've been there and done that. And so you're never going to know unless you have the courage to try. And the beauty about this indie publishing world is that you can go through many different avenues. Today, I'm going to get some courage up because I know that there are some best-selling authors out there in the world that are indie authors that um, I follow on Twitter. I follow them on their uh, Facebook author pages. So here's my next challenge to you. Find out what other authors that are around you are using for their print-on-demand and what is their strategy. Now, when you learn their strategies, take it to heart, listen to what they have to say, then continue to research the platforms and go with what is best for you. But I think with us contacting other people Especially if these self-published authors, you know, have went through it. They're bestsellers. They've figured it out. They've uh, got a good run going. They're full-time authors. You know that they're doing their research just like we are. But they might have just a little bit more books than we've got, you know. And, And so, hey, let's ask them. And they usually are nice people, right? I mean, I've never met an author so far. That has not been. Um, So I will encourage you to ask your writer friends around you, hey, which one are you going with? And just see what their reasons are. Because I love to know their why. Why is it that this is the one you went with? And when my friend said, well, number one, it's because they have, you know, impeccable customer service. I was like, okay, so that's, that is important, you know. Um especially with me, because I do have, you know, a lot of questions. Um, so I'm going to test out the uh, draft a digital customer service today, because you already know what my questions are, um, that I'm going to email them. And I'll let you guys know uh, what they say. So stick around this Jen Lowry Writes podcast. And for all of you who listen daily and hear the changes don't say, gosh, she's so finicky. No. We refine ourselves with research and we continue to develop our craft and our skills and we get better. Or we just gain more research that causes us to make wiser decisions because then we we can rule out different alternative approaches and go with what works for us. And so my challenge to you is find what works for you and research connect and pray that the Lord provides you with the wisdom and the understanding to be able to decipher through all of the mess that's out there. (laughs) Contact your writing friends and then have the courage to give it a chance and to try. Try a new platform. Try something different if that's what you feel led to do. If not, continue with what works for you. If you're already having success on one platform, 
there's no point in breaking that success rate. You go ahead and you stick with that platform. But if you're like me and you're saying, well, Sweet Potato Jones is not going to be the only thing that Jennifer wants in a bookstore in 2020. You know, I have my reasons why my traditional publisher is going to print Sweet Potato Jones. I don't want that to be the first and only in a bookshelf. I want now with the Hartwell Chronicles coming out in 2019, Victoria is going to be the one waving at Sweet Potato and welcoming her to the spot beside them on the shelf. And so that's my why. That's why I'm doing all of this behind the scene research on print on demand and um, platforms. And now I want to just, you know, I want to take everything from me to my next level. So determine what your next level is and go there. I challenge you. Now that you've found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to Amazon and find me there. My four Bible devotionals are under the name Jennifer Eichner Lowry. Just type in 30-Day Everyday Mom Challenge, Happy Renewal Year Challenge Devotional, 30-Day Teacher Challenge, or Fingerprint Curriculum K-12 Homeschool Planning. If you are a Kindle Unlimited subscriber, you'll be happy to see $0 appear by your price. Yep, all are free with Kindle Unlimited. If you'd like to purchase the journal devotionals in paperback so you can reflect the way right in the book, you can get your copies for $12.99. Happy reading! So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.